Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello to everyone out there. This is the AFTN Podcast, episode 209. My name is Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And we're coming to you from UBC Thunderbird Stadium, where we saw the WFC2 team lose 1-0 to Swoop Park. They missed a lot of chances. The WFC2 could have easily won. But we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about a team that took advantage of their one chance, got a result in an important game. Canada versus Costa Rica 1-1 Tuesday night. Yeah, a really encouraging result uh, going up against uh, a strong Costa Rican side. Obviously not their World Cup qualifying side, missing guys like Bola and Kendall and I think one or two others. But uh, yeah, I think Canada can be proud of both the res- both of the performance and the result and a lot of encouraging signs. Yeah, it, it, Costa Rica did come out early in the game, but it was, uh, well, let's get right to the goal. Afonso Davies scoring again, once again, third goal in three caps. Third goal in the gold cup. He's halfway to beating uh, De Rosario's record uh, for most goal, goals by Canadian gold cup. That goal, nice build-up, involved a lot of players, and... I know a lot of people are going to say Arfield had a lot of vision. I think he was just putting it in a spot. I think Alfonso had the vision and the and the acceleration to get to that ball. Yeah, ten passes in the buildup, and one was a little bit of a miss. And well, yeah, it was it was a knockoff, but yeah. it, but it still came to. Yeah, ten ten passes, nice buildup. Seven players. Yeah, I would actually I would actually disagree with the, the. I think I think Terry Dunfield at halftime was talking about that. Like it was just a kind of a hopeful ball, put the ball yeah. in a dangerous spot. I don't know if he's meaning to pick out Alfonso for sure, but I think he sees where Alfonso is and he puts it in a place where he thinks he can get it, I think. Yeah. When, when I watch it, it doesn't look like, oh, this is kind of hopeful. Like it looked, To me, it looked like there was an intent from Scotty on that. And again, another another goal he set up, another goal he helped create. And uh, just in like a quality run, again, you see all of Alfonso's pace and acceleration yeah. and just again his football IQ he sees it coming and yeah. then he just makes and the he run just for it. blows by the defender yeah. and just easily easily finishes and so and it was just awesome and so encouraging the thing is Arfield uh, that's probably something he int- intends to do in a, in a normal game in the past Canada would not nobody in, on the Canadian team would have made that run that's the thing. That's where I think it was, that Dunfield's probably thinking it's a hopeful ball because he doesn't expect that to come from a Canadian. Yeah, team. you're right. It might have been hopeful in Dunfield's yeah, error yeah. for Canada. <laughs> no offense, Terry, but yeah. Um, yeah, no. But it was it was very encouraging. Uh, early lead. You saw also Alfonso's celebration in honor 
his you know um, corner flag kick in honor of Giles Barnes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it was a great great start to the to the. After giving after giving up some chances, a great start to the match for Canada. Yeah, and I thought Canada also they didn't have any shots on goal except for that one that they scored on, but they created chances. Like, uh, for example, in the first half, Vitoras uh, header in the box that if he just got a little bit, uh, he, he kind of backed off the defender, so it made it a little bit more difficult. But I thought that was a good chance. They had a couple of chances in the second half late to even win the game, uh, but they were definitely outshot ten to one in that game by Costa Rica, who. Obviously, I think uh, rightfully so. The player of the game was Million Borian. Yeah, I think Boran had a mostly a, a good game, and was you know worth that worth that individual honor. Um, but Costa Rica, yeah, did create some problems for Canada, and their goal came from I think something that is really avoidable because it was a, it was a set piece, it was a corner, and it, it appeared like a couple a couple things happened. One, it appears as though. Francisco Calvo is... Uh, it looks like there's maybe some zonal marking or there's some part zonal, part man marking happening. Well, Sam had him. Sam had a man on man. He, he lost him coming around uh, the corner on a pick. Okay. I noticed that. Uh, but then uh, I think Vittoria was supposed to be... like He was almost zonal. Yeah, so Sam so was he, man to man and he was zonal. He, yeah. yeah, so... And I think the thing is with Calvo is uh, not only did he score there, he had a free header earlier... And then he had one, I think, late in the game too. Right. So he had like three times where he could have scored on that. Yeah, and so that was the one problem: is the the breakdown in the marking. The second problem is no one is on the back post. There's yeah. no player on the back post. If there's a player on the back post, there, there's almost zero chance that that goes in. Yeah, and so that was incredibly frustrating. But obviously, for whatever reason, that was their plan not to have people on the post. So they paid for it there. Uh, Calvo, of course, this is not uh, the, the this is the most recent time we've seen on him scored a back post header. He scored against the against the Whitecaps yeah. uh, for Minnesota on uh, just a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, an unfortunate header that I think David O said you know has you know had a nightmare or two about because I don't think he feels good about how that one got past him. But um, this one was a little more powerful, a little more. Uh, I don't think I don't think Borian had much of a chance, but again, a, a player in the post, I think, heads that away, no problem. Let's talk about uh, some of the other players that stood out to you. Obviously, Davies is going to be a, 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 everybody who's talking about him. Uh, Boran was named man of the match. I thought a player that really played well was uh, Mark Anthony K. He's, he plays for Louisville. He's a TFC reject uh, product. Uh, well. Um, he, he's basically part of the residency, and they didn't sign him, which uh, baffles me right now because yeah. I thought he played fantastic. And I think Osorio's on the team, and he started ahead of him. Yeah, when the lineup came out and there were so many changes, it was a little bit... Three in total, I think. Was it only three? It, felt, it, like, three. it felt like way more. But with, with, with the changes, I guess it was key. I guess it was, you know, uh, when you had him coming in for Bernier in the middle, um, and then you had Jackson coming in for uh, Cavallini, who I thought played so well in the first game. It was, and then oh, I guess the other one was Marcel at left back, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it felt like with the changes, it was a little bit. I, I was like, okay, are we going to see the same kind of intensity we saw in, in the first game? The same kind of drive, the same kind of because things seemed to fall apart a little bit when both Milan and and Patrice came off. Yeah. Just for a moment, and then they kind of got back on track. But uh, so I was a little bit anxious to see what this would look like. But I thought I thought it was good to see again a bit of a different mix of players. Um, kind of you know work to get the job done and in terms of uh other key players i felt like 
I thought that the junior had a, a pretty good game, but I also feel like the dude needs to score. The, the yeah. dude needs to pr- like or set up more goals. Because the, the thing is, is he, his it, it's weird. His presence on the pitch seems to really give him confidence, but he never seems to be involved in the goals. Yeah. He always seems to be hovering around it, yeah. but he never has like that one touch or whatever to, to get that finish. Or he does get the touch, but nobody finishes for him. Yeah, and that's so that's is something he is contributing. I think pe- the, the the opposition has to be aware of him and has to mar- you know be conscious of. Of how he plays and the, what he brings, but ultimately the fruit of it has been very little so far. But hopefully, hopefully that will turn around even in this Gold Cup. How do you feel the fullbacks played? Like I thought they really brought something to it. Like Petrasso obviously was involved in the goal. Yeah. Um, I thought, but I thought Sam Adekubi. I thought he displayed good. Uh, he, he he settled down. They seem to be really attacking that side more too. Yeah. Um, I think maybe there's there are stronger attackers around that side, but they. I thought he was he he got his man got away a few times, but overall I thought he played well. Yeah, I thought I thought both both Petresso and, and and Sam played well. Uh, I think with Sam, part of it is the, like the dude's like fighting for his life, right? He's playing for a contract. Like he, sure, he's under contract in Vancouver, but he wants to be in Europe. Like yeah. he's he's made that publicly clear, and everyone understands that. And so, the, he wants to perform well in this so that he can get his next contract overseas. So. I thought I thought he played well. I thought he did, I thought he contributed, uh, and and again for the most part, even even the the corner kick that led to the goal. You know he, you know tried to defend the shot, the defend help defend the shot that led to that. You know fairly well. I think he did. I think he did okay. I think I think he'll be happy, and I think he'll be hoping to get in into the the match on Friday. For sure. So another thing we should talk about is uh, the coach himself, Zambrano, Octavio Zambrano. And what he brought to the game, um, he talked before the game about how he felt Canada should have a belief that they could win. They didn't come out with a win; they came out with a draw. But I felt like they they didn't lack anything for trying for the win. Yeah, and it's nice to have a coach that it's, it seems like the players are believing in. Not that they didn't believe in Floro at first, but it, it seems like there was a, there was a disconnect. At one there was point. a disconnect. I think later on, you know, as things progressed, and and, and so far. This is a good beginning. I think too he's playing in a way that is maybe suits the players better. Uh, you know the the options that he's brought in. I think the, how he's playing them in this four three three. I think has was it, four, was it four one four one yesterday? Wasn't it or a little bit? It looked like it to me. It, it, it on, so, on, on TV they describe always it, describe it as a four three three. It was so fluid yeah. though. It's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, but so I think I think he's trying to put round pegs and round holes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so I think. That's been really helpful, and I think too that he, I think he's have, encouraging the play with a very Canadian mentality. So that wraps up our thoughts on uh, Tuesday night's game. So before we um, talk about the upcoming Honduras game, let's hear from the coach Octavio Zambrano, who talked in a scrum at, after the game. So we'll listen to Zambrano, man of the match, Milan Boyan, and Junior Hoyland. Octavio, a 1-1 draw here against Costa Rica. What are your thoughts after that game? Well, uh, we are, you know, halfway through. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, this point um, puts us in a very good position. Um, in the end, um, it wasn't a victory. Uh, it was a draw. Uh, but uh, we will take it. You know, we, we, we can ask for more. We are still in first place in our group. 
and, um, and that means a lot for us right now as we look to our third match. Put your faith in a, a lot of young players tonight, Sam Atakubi, Mark Anthony Kay coming into the lineup. How, how did you think they performed? I think they both performed well. Uh, you know, you can see that there is potential for more. And that is the exciting part about them, is that um, as, as well as they did, and obviously they made their mistakes because it's part of the, of the learning curve, uh, what I take from it is uh, what can be, how good they can be. And I think their ceiling is quite high, both of them. So it's just a matter of now ourselves and the clubs where, where they perform to, to put the, uh, the effort to keep developing these two young players that are very good. Not only them, I mean, Petrasso played, I thought, a good, a good game. And, you know, I, I, could, I don't want to leave anybody out. I think it was, in the end, we grind out a, a draw. And sometimes you got to grind out the, the, you know, the results. It was another eventful night for Alfonso, obviously scoring the goal, but then getting injured in the second half. Thoughts on his performance, and do you have an update on how Alfonso is at this time? He, uh, he's going to be okay. You know, that's the important thing. You know, these are, these are bruises and knocks that you get uh, uh, when you play this type of games. And, you know, and he's, a, he's a young guy, but he's very strong. I think he can withstand uh, enough so that uh, he will be ready for next match. Now, whether we decide to put him in right from the start or, you know, we rotate the guys a little bit more, I know that all of them are eager to play and we have some fresh legs and we may just opt to keep him out and, and see how the game evolves and, and put him in if needed. Man of the match today, um, have fun out there today. Yeah. Oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was fun, it was fun, you know. Uh, it's, it's always fun when you, when you play for Canada. I mean, I, I love coming for the trips and I love playing. So I'm really, really uh, positive about the whole camp and the uh, whole Gold Cup. I think we, we're going to make something this Gold Cup with a new coach, which is amazing coach, which gives the guys the confidence, gives the spirit uh, for the game. So it's, uh, it's really good. Plenty of saves tonight, but were your defenders able to make it so that you could see a lot of the shots coming your way? Yeah, defender. I mean, def defenders did a very good job. Uh, we received that one goal from the corner kick. That's the whole team's fault. That's how I look at it. It's not one guy, it's something like that. It's the whole team. We gotta do the. We gotta do better job on that. But uh, we're gonna get ready for the next game and uh, try to beat Honduras and uh, get the first position in the group. You're in first place right now. Um, you know that's that's not something that Canada's experienced too much over recent years. Do you find the team is is getting together more and more and tighter group as games go by? I mean, the coach, the the brought a lot of new guys uh, here, young guys who want to show off, you know, who wanna who wanna fight, you know. So the team is fighting. Like I said, he put the spirit into this team. He gave us the confidence, and this is most important, you know. And uh, he he wants us to play more of offensively. So I think we're doing a very good job uh, learning from him, you know. And uh, we're taking every game at a time. And uh, I think uh, this game we showed that we 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 have the future here. Uh, everybody fought for each other, like we did in the first game. And you can see the the group we have here. Uh, we we play well together. We go through thick and thin for each other. We run an extra yard for each other and it shows on the pitch. Uh, I think a couple years ago we would have ended up losing that game, but uh, you can see the fight we have and the uh, ability we have to create chances. 
Yeah, the coach talks about how the team must learn to manage close, close games, and you allude to it there. What has changed in just two games of this Gold Cup compared to perhaps previous editions? I think uh, the players were confident. Uh, you can see we work hard in training to be organized, and uh, we work hard off the field in the video room to be organized as well. So I think the players are confident. Uh, we have the ability to, to relieve pressure going forward. It helps the defense as well. And we're not just hanging on, we're there to win as well. So you can see we had chances to win the game and uh, we, we end up settling with the point. So that was uh, Junior talking there about how, like he, he kind of mentioned what we talked about, about how in the past this team might not have uh, get, got that point out of that game. So it was good. Now, looking forward, obviously we're going to be playing Honduras, dreaded Honduras. And, and they're, they're coming off a, a result of a 0-0 for now. Uh, we're not sure how that result's going to go because, as a lot of people know, uh, French Guyana played an uh, ineligible player, Maluda who had given a cap by France. So we're not sure exactly what's going to happen. If the game is completely abandoned, it'll be 3-0. If it doesn't happen, then we'll see what hap- uh, We'll see what the results are at that point. But I know it's it's another thing. What do you make of this French again uh, situation? Like, what should the punishment be for them? Should they even be ever allowed in the Gold Cup again? It's, like, hard to comprehend how such a situation, like, gets to this point, right? Like, it's... I mean, we all know who Flora Malut is, but yeah. like him being eligible, you know, he's played for France, cap tied, whatever for France. How is he allowed to be registered for the tournament is like one one issue. Like, who let that happen? Why? Who at Concacaf allowed that to happen? Why did they allow it to happen? You know, it doesn't make any sense. And then, okay, it's happened, and then it's it's determined that he's not allowed to play. They don't play him against Canada because they know they've been told they're going to forfeit the match. But then they put him in the next game, and no one stops them. No one says, "Hey, by the way, this guy's like it." Just makes it's like it, it's hard to comprehend yeah. how it, it's been allowed to get to this stage. Now, where they, it's gonna uh, overturn a match that's already gonna be, gonna be played, and presumably, unless something drastic is necessarily punished drastically before Friday's match. They're gonna allow. Well, they said forty-eight hours or something. They're gonna they're gonna come up with something in forty-eight hours, which I don't think will be enough time. Well, that's the thing, though. Is like, wh- why is this having to come up in forty? Like, why was this not worked out ahead of time? Yeah, you know, like it 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 doesn't make no. It doesn't make any sense, and it's just like it's a bit of a stain on Concacaf, right? And I feel bad. What else is new? <laughs> no, uh, usually I'd say, ah, yeah, who cares? It's Concacaf. Yeah. But now Concacaf is run by Victor Montelliani. Yeah. And I have. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Victor Montaliani, yeah. and I uh, and I, you know, I want I, he he's representing Canada in his role, and so I want I I, <laughs> you want the image of Concacaf to change in, in his time, and maybe this is an early stumbling block or an early uh, hiccup in that or whatever, but like it's it's unacceptable. Like it, this is this should not be happening at this level of football, and. There, there should be consequences of this, not just for French Guiana, but for whoever inside, like, said, oh, yeah, this is okay. Or, oh, yeah, we'll deal this with this later. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make a decision 48 hours later. Like, th- that's not good enough. And, and there should be consequences for that. Maybe this will show Victor who they, he needs to get rid of and, <laughs> and show who. Because obviously it's, it's, it's fallen on him, yeah. but there are people lower than him that should have been dealt with this faster. Yeah. And ultimately, punishment wise, you can dock them, you know, they tied a game 0 0. 
taking away three points or whatever, giving them a three nothing loss is not a big deal. Yeah, I think the punishment needs to be you know, monetary. Yeah, I think because, so too. Maybe you, just take their prize money or whatever. Well, if you hurt, if you hurt money. the FA financially, yeah. they won't try and pull this kind of thing in the future. And the thing is, is uh, the concern is for everybody. Well, a lot of people is if they do do this abandonment, where it's three nil, it could be, it will be might be for all three teams. Yeah. All three matches, and then and Alfonso then, could lose his goals, his two goals, is, yeah, which would be well, awful. And 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 then uh, the other thing is, uh, Concacaf probably feels a little hamstrung because they probably don't want to stop them from playing their last game if they're going to play Maluda again because they've already sold tickets to a double header, exactly. And then they're going to face frustration or request for refund or whatever. And all those that. upset Chelsea fans too that want to watch them. <laughs> there you go. So let's get back to the game. Right now, Canada is at the top of the group with four points. How do you feel they're going to approach this match against Honduras? Do you think they, they, they go for the win? Obviously, everybody goes for a win, but do you think there's more strategy to do that? Uh, I've listened to some people talk about, yeah, okay, what what is the best-case scenario in terms of who, who Canada would play in the quarterfinals, you know, potentially and where they finish and then the semifinals as well, and what is the better matchup and all that kind of stuff. You want to avoid Mexico to the final, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I I don't think they have a choice. I think getting out of the group is the right. most important thing. Right. And I think I think trying to win beyond the, hey, it's a, it's a game we need to win. Like, the emphasis on going out and trying to beat Honduras in, in this competition is hugely important. You look back on the first World Cup qualifier, you know, at, at BC Place in the last round of World Cup qualifying. You, it wasn't a, the most beautiful game. <laughs> and the goal was awkward. Yeah. But we won one nil, and it was a huge like momentum uh, builder or starter for the side in that in that ultimately unsuccessful campaign. But it was a huge thing to beat Honduras, right? Yeah. Because in the previous World Cup qualifying campaign, yeah, a draw a draw at home, yeah. a draw at home was the reason why we, we didn't go through. Yeah, exactly. Because the eight one loss, a lot of people uh, 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 that, that's the one that stands out. Yes, but it was that draw at home. Right? Yeah. If they got that three points, it would have been a different story. And, and so playing Honduras in a competitive match like this is 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 something we need to th- th- we need to get a result here. Like, or sorry, we need to go for the win here. Yeah, for sure. And so they have not had good results so far. If you watch the the game against French Guyana, uh, it was they're, not. They're, they're still scoreless. They haven't scored yet. Yeah, it was not a good football match. Yeah. Like it was not good, and I don't know if that's partly because they were like, who cares? Yeah, they're playing an eligible player. We think we know what's going to happen here, yeah. but it was just not a quality match, and they did not play well. Even the, you know their better players like Romel Kyoto and uh, Elise uh, or uh, uh, Ellis, as Michael would call him. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I called them that too. <laughs> yeah, so they have some dangerous players that we know about, uh, but yeah, they're not in good form, and I think Canada really needs to take advantage of that. And the thing is, is right now with the four points, the Canada's basically, it's it, there. It'd be very difficult for them to miss the knockout stage at this point, and so, but they might as well go for the win and and play their. Maybe not. Even, they could rest people, but. The people on the pitch, the players on the pitch, need to go for that win. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, see, that's the thing. I, they cannot get trapped in that mentality of, we already have four points. Yeah. It looks like we're going to qualify no matter what happens here. You can't get caught up in that match. I also don't think 
you should be resting players for the sake of resting players. I think in a tournament like this, yes, there might be one or two players or whatever that you you want you want to have a look at someone in a maybe a tactical variation or uh, you want to you know have one player come in who will provide you know one different characteristic in a certain position. That's fine, but I don't think they can be like, oh, let's rest two or three guys. Yeah. You know, let's just let's rest them because we're worried about the quarterfinal. I think there's a, a, a in these kind of tournaments, it's about building momentum. Yeah, and it's they're so short and so quick. So as a player, you you be ready to play every three or four days, and I don't think I think all the players are in that kind of form, in that kind of condition, and so they, they yeah they need to I think put a solid side on the on the field, and they need to go for the three points. Yeah, the thing is the the Zambrano told the, the it was mentioned in the broadcast yesterday that he he wants to put out his strongest lineup, the strongest lineup, but he needs to see what other players can do. And at, at this point, there, he has no choice. He has to, like, for example, putting a Sam and Dekubi in for a more veteran Marcel Young, you have to do that because you have to see what Sam can bring. Obviously, one player who there's a chance he'll start, but I, I, I think they'll probably be careful with him is, is Alfonso. He took a knock. He had to be subbed off. Zambrano in that, in that uh, audio said he was fine. It was just a normal knock that you get in, on the pitch. Do you think he starts again, or do you think they're careful with him? I think, I think he's going to start, yeah. uh, and I hope he starts. I, I hope, again, it's a, uh, with him, I also think the momentum, don't stop the momentum, right? Yeah. Like, l- let it roll, you know, let it ride. And uh, he's in such great form. I, I think it would be a mistake not to start him. Do you think we see a, a lineup similar to French Guiana, or do you think we see yesterday's uh, lineup, or do you think it's going to be a mixture? I think it's probably going to be closer to the, the lineup of the first match, um, but with maybe one, one or two changes, not three or four. Okay. Uh, so, uh, overall, what do you think of prediction for that game? Uh, I'm not really good with the predictions. I hope I hope Canada wins, uh, you know, like 3-1, 4-1. I, I, think, I think they'll win 2-1. I, got, I go down for 2-1 because I, th- I do agree with you. I think Andres will get, finally get a goal, but I don't think they're going to be able to slow down Canada's momentum at this point. I think it's too strong right now, and I think they, they're getting stronger at the back. And they'll be if they're able to uh, even clean up the, the errors they had against Costa Rica, I think they can pull out a two-one victory. So that'll be it for us today. It was a quick episode. We just want to quickly talk about Canada and get in and get out. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, online, it's Zachary Am, and I'm part of the Movement Curva Collective. And you can find all, myself at Whitecaps Beat. You can find all the AFTN stuff at AFTN.ca. Um, you can follow Michael, AFTN Canada, on Twitter. And, of course, uh, this episode, as always, is brought to you by bcsoccer.web, where you can find all your local, national, and international news, and with links as well. So that'll be it for us from UBC Thunderbird Stadium. Take care and Allez Rouge! One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.